Hello, welcome to the podcast for screw-ups. This is Wally. Uh, I am here in the blue room, uh, which is, of course is my bedroom. <laughs> uh, it's not quite as exotic as it sounds, the blue room. Um, so uh, we're going to end Mark today, uh, which is excellent. Uh, I'm trying to fix my bed, too, while I'm talking to you. Uh, for some reason, my sheet always uh, pulls over to the other side of the bed, and then it leaves the uh, mattress exposed. I'm not a fan of that, in case you're wondering. Uh, gives me something to do, I guess. Um, okay, putting on the old glasses. Getting something to drink. I'm sure all podcasters do everything I do. Just kidding. Um, the end of Mark 7. Uh, Jesus heals deaf man. a deaf man. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went to Sidon, to the Sea of Galilee, in the region of Decapolis. And they brought him a man who was deaf and had a speech impediment. And they begged him to lay his hands on him. And taking him aside from the crowd privately, he put his fingers in his ears, and and after spitting, touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said, That is, be opened. And his ears were open, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. And Jesus charged them to tell no one. But the more he charged them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. And they were astonished by the measure, beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Um, you know, it, it's interesting that there is one time when he says, "Don't go." Home. He says, "Do go home and tell your fa- friends and family." But every time he doesn't, every time he doesn't tell them to go, tells them to not, they tell it more. Um, like that, being permitted to, it's easier to spread the word when you're not permitted to. Uh, which, you know, probably is a one of those studies that you could do to see uh, how man he is. Um, so... Um, it's really good to be here this evening. Um, today is Sunday evening, um, the twenty something or another. Um, I can look on the old phone and see the 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 twenty first. Tomorrow's the twenty second, so back to work tomorrow for me. Uh, probably for you too, if you're listening. Our school. Uh, I don't know how many people go to school um, who listen. Uh, God, that's just so, it's so cool when like you have that sense uh, that you need to call someone, um, check in on them. So I'm going to do that after I get off with you um, in 20 minutes or 30 minutes or however how many minutes it is. Um, I uh, took a nap today, uh, so I'll have trouble going to sleep tonight. But I hope not too much, maybe. I'm tired right now, in all honesty. Uh, you don't need to hear me yawn. Uh, I yawn too often. I know I do. Sorry about that. Um see um, Sunday school was good today we talked about Elijah um, and Elisha uh, and it's weird that they skipped a part um, they skipped the part where Elisha struggles um, and I you know I, I don't really know why um, sometimes they skip the slaughtering of people when that happens which maybe that's trying to be PG-13 kind of uh, but 
they 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 skipped over. Um, they go right to him in the chariot leaving, and then Elisha coming on the scene and doing a miracle, uh, which is excellent. I mean, that's excellent. Uh, I mean, I, I'm for all parts of the Bible. Um, it's just weird the parts that we try to skip sometimes, um, for I guess for levity's sake. Um, so, um, so you know, the uh, Elijah, you know, runs from Jezebel, and he lays down to die. I think three times, um, and God tells him to go out on the edge of a cliff or a mountain, a mountain of God kind of thing, and. I'm going to come by uh, in a hur- hur- uh, like a storm and earthquake and fire. He's not in any of those. He's in a whisper. And the whisper is something like, um, what are you doing here? And, you know, Elijah comes back and fulfills what he needs to do in his life. And what he needs to do is to tra- train the next big prophet on the scene. Um, and I say this, I love saying this. Um, you know, Elisha is the second most amount of miracles in the Bible. Number one is Jesus. Uh, but Elisha is a big deal because of that. Um, and I, it's a cool thing that he prays today in the scripture in Second Kings. Um, he prays for a double portion. Uh, don't just give me exactly what Elijah said, but give me a double portion. I love that. It's such a big, bold step out. Uh, and like just getting it so I like that a lot I'm a big fan of that notion of Elisha Uh, and you know uh, I don't know how many verses will go into Elisha but I like his his story and hearing about him Um, you know the power that God does in him So I'm, you know, I'm trying to prepare for this big um, sun Saturday afternoon, um, hoping that people will come. Uh, just, you know, it's like a big swing. It is a big swing. I, I didn't even think of it being a big swing because um, lots of times with youth, uh, especially fellas, um, if you throw out a basketball, they'll come. Uh, this is different because uh, I've, I've introduced poof to them, and I know poof sounds weird, but it's my... It's me, you know. It's a it's a me thing, so um, just uh, hoping that that goes well. And I hate that some can't come, uh, you know, other obligations. But there's no perfect way to schedule uh, in this world. Um, there's so many birthday parties and um, oh, and let me say this: uh, David Walker has sent me emails. Uh, I'm not getting them for some reason, but he has sent me emails. Um, so, not sure where they're going. Uh, i have to check with Google. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, my cousin sent this thing. Um, my cousin sent this thing for Poof. He's made me something for Poof. <laughs> uh, and he makes shirts. If you're ever looking for a shirt, you should uh, talk to David. Uh, my cousin, David Ferris, if you're on Facebook with me. Uh That'd be excellent. Um, I think the name of his organization is um, I don't know where it's at. I know I saw it. Um, 
I was going to go back to the Jesus thing. Why does he spit and then put his fingers in his ears? Is that what he does? He put his fingers into his ears after spitting, touched his tongue, and looking up to heaven, he sighed and he says, Ephatha, be opened. And his ears were opened and his tongue was released. Um, He spoke plainly. And Jesus charged them to tell no one. Them, so there's more than one with him. Because, you know, somebody who's handicapped like this, um, probably hard for him to get around um, in his day, in that day. Um, the the cool uh, comeback from the, the series that they did at the church about outcasts and that kind of thing is, um, you know, that Jesus is looking for those people. Um, so... <clears throat> In all candor, um, the new job that I'm doing, uh, Jesus would be right there with me, helping probably. Uh, it might be one of those jobs that he would do, uh, which is interesting because nobody thinks I can do it. <laughs> I don't even know if I can do it. Uh, it's very difficult, but I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'm looking forward to trying to help. That's what I wanted to do. Um, you know, if you could do a job where you help people, that's kind of a cool thing uh, to me. Uh, and I, you know. I think it pays less than the other kind of teaching that I could do, um, but I don't care. I mean, like, God will take care of me or he won't. Uh, I always lean towards he will. Uh, and Joey asked today, you know, has God come through for you 100% of the time? And the answer is yes, for me. Um, he has come through 100% of the time. Um, in my struggle moments, I tend to complain more. Um, I feel like I got reason to complain, but man, I really don't. Uh, God has been so good to me. Uh, uh, I don't think I've always been reciprocated well. Um, I'm, you know, so uh, that's embarrassing to say, but it's true. Uh, I was trying to see if there was anything else in this scripture. Uh, deaf and mute. Um, you know, my ears are going. They're not as good. My dad barely can hear. Um, we have trouble talking on the phone, <laughs> for sure. Um, so, anyways. Um, okay, I'm back. Uh, sorry about that for a quick little break. I, I did want to make those calls that I kind of felt like I needed to. Um, so I guess if you listen to the podcast and you got a call from me just then... Then you know it was me I was calling you. <laughs> uh, uh, that would be ironic uh, if that was true. Uh, I'm going to read uh, Mark 8 to you, uh, just to start off Mark 8. It's not very much, uh, but it's a good one too. Um, so, boom, uh, deaf mute man, boom, Jesus feeds the 4,000. In those days, when again the great a great crowd had gathered, and they had nothing to eat, he called his disciples to him, and he said to them, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now three days and have had nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way. Man, people are really hungry if they're fainting on the way. Three days of no food. That's interesting. Um, And his disciple answered him, How can we feed one of these people with the bread here in this desolate place? And he asked them, How many loaves do you have? And they said, Seven. And he directed the crowd to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves, and he given, having given thanks, he broke them, 
and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And they set them before the crowd. And they had a few small fish. And having blessed them, he said to those, said that these should be set before them. And they ate and were satisfied. And they took up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full, and there were about 4,000 people. He sent them away and immediately got into the boat with his disciples and he went to the district of Dalamutha. So it's another miracle. Uh, This one's a feeding miracle of 4,000. And I've heard, uh, actually, my friend Jim Bush um, at Centrifuge, he would often say, that means 4,000 men. Because that's the way they thought then. um, That everything's from the man perspective. uh, Like ladies are not thought of as well. Which, there again, that's why they're the out sometimes outcast in their society uh, and Jesus notices them um, so so 4,000 plus a family maybe so it could be you know upwards you know we'll go preachers estimates and say 8,000 uh, so and then they take up seven baskets full and I don't know if that's a fish and bread um, so um, so yeah so that's a miracle number two uh, in a row. You get two miracles for the price of one today, um, uh, or evening, whichever one you're sitting in. Um, and that was uh, chapter eight, verses one through ten. Uh, and then the next one is uh, the Pharisees demand a sign. So that'll be tomorrow or whatever day I do a next podcast. Um, so. It comes to the same thing, and I say this a lot in uh, discipleship. What are you going to do with Jesus? Because he's formidable. Um, he's a rock of offense. You know, he's something that you have to settle. Um, and you know, he did these things. There's no denying it. And there's too much record of him doing things. Um, you know. You could try to deny him if you want to. I mean, you could go virgin birth and be out. But you don't believe the virgin birth on your own anyways. It takes something from God to help you have that belief. Because it just doesn't make sense. uh, Outside of the God factor. Outside of he's Jesus. Outside of he's the one. You know, he's everything. I mean, you know, Star Wars tries to... They try to say that Darth Vader is an anomaly in the system of the whole force thing. And they they try to write in the story that he's born of a virgin. Um, which is sacrilegious, by the way, uh, in my opinion, because it's trying to be like Christ. But even that, you don't think of Darth Vader as being like Christ. You know, he's not a Jesus figure. I mean, he's the, the one who's going to bring balance to the force. That's what he's supposed to do. Well, um, he screwed up his life, just like Samson. You know, he chose the wrong path. I mean, Samson chose the wrong path. He had to be with this woman. And, uh, you know, like, uh, as someone who struggles with that area of life, um, you know, it's easy to try to be with the wrong kind of person. Um, And, you know, like, there's that story. I've had this, I've said this before, probably here. Um, There's this day, man, and I quit my job at Westwood um, and I was struggling um, with the amount of money that I was making and just frustrated I think and struggling (laughs) 
so I decided to do my own thing, and I took up the, a job where I traveled around a lot, uh, probably running away. I, I don't know what I was running away from at the moment, so I can't really say I was running away, but it was my go-to move in those days, so we could lean towards that. But um, So I'm going to date someone for the first time in a long time because it had been years and years and years since I dated anyone, so I found somebody to go out with. It was the wrong person. There wasn't anything wrong with the person. She just wasn't right for me. Um, so I was going up to Huntsville to meet her because she lived in Huntsville. And uh, I'm taking off, headed off, you know, just excited to go. Uh, and that's the day I got stopped by the police. Uh, my first ticket when I was 30, I was 30 then, so 23 years ago. Um, and uh, it was scary to me my heart was beating so fast never got a ticket for it was over a hundred dollars which is huge to me because that's a lot of money uh, for me and um, you know I had a chance to stop then and turn around and come back but I don't I keep going and uh, something happened that day that I, I don't talk about a lot, except for in circles like this. Um, I felt like God took his hand off my life that day. Um, and it's the first time it ever happened. Because uh, it's weird that from 16 uh, till 30, I felt like God's hand was on my life. And I stepped out and I was doing my own thing. And God was like, it felt like God was saying, well, go ahead, big boy. And here's what you get um, you get a ticket and you're with the wrong person uh, and it's not going to work out with her and you're going to have to pay the ticket you're going to have to pay the price pay the piper for living your own way just like Samson you know date who you want your parents may not like it God may not be for it everybody in your life may be telling you no but you're going to go be with her and you're going to wind up having your eyes poked out it's free will. You want to know where free will lives? In my opinion, there it is. Free will is when you get what you want. Um, even when God tells you it isn't good for you. Um, and I'm just going to tell you, um, you don't want to get what you're going to get. You don't want to endure the consequences, the pain, the struggle of it all. Um, you just don't want that. And I've done it more than once, uh, but that's the only time I ever recognized it felt like God took his hand off my life. And that's still a scary moment to me, and I still remember that feeling uh, like it was yesterday. Um, and I've looked for scriptures, and every once in a while I pop on one where it talks about God's hand being on somebody's life and coming off or something. And man, I just uh, think it's a true thing. Uh, it's a sad day. It's a rough day. Um, and you know it's funny how it never seems worth it after the fact but you can't tell people I mean you know like I don't get in the middle of people's relationships uh, I just don't it's not my thing to do um, I don't uh, especially if people are could still break up um I don't give them advice because people can get mad at you when you tell them to leave someone who's bad for them. Um, I mean, but if you're in, you know, you're their family, you're their whatever, 
I know why you do, and I know you should. It's just don't be surprised when they don't listen. And, you know, sometimes we want what we want, and that means we're going to get it the hard way. And the hard way is tough. So just beware at those things that you're pushing so hard to get. You're pitching a fit over. Um, you know, I can't, I can't think of a specific occasion, but I know there's been times that i pitched a fit for something, and it was something that I didn't need. And I didn't, it wasn't good for me in the end. Um, so beware of those. So that's pretty much all I have for today, this evening, wherever you're at. Uh, it's in the evening for me. Um, I hope you can sleep today <laughs> or this evening when you're wherever you are. Um, I hope that you are um, blessed in the Lord and how good he is. Um, this is the end of the old podcast. This is the end of the old podcast.